Good morning, everyone. This morning, we are picking up where we left off last Sunday in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and time is running out. He is training those people who would be left behind to carry his name and his teachings. In the 10th chapter of Luke, Jesus had just shared a story about the Good Samaritan, which we heard last Sunday, and now is stopping at the home of Mary and Martha. Our text is Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. I invite you to listen to the word of the Lord. Now, as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is only need one thing, Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Some of us are like Mary. We love to listen to beautiful music. We love our books. We like to contemplate ideas. We ponder life. We take things to heart. On the other hand, some of us are like Martha. We get the work done. We serve on various teams in the church, whether it be in the area of stewardship, building a house for habitat, making pillows for patients in the hospital. We get things done. Besides, someone's got to pay the bills. In our story this morning, we find Mary and Martha and they are very different. They're sisters. They actually live together with their brother Lazarus in Bethany, a village just outside Jerusalem. In the Gospel of Luke, we find these five verses tucked in between the parable of the Good Samaritan and Jesus' teaching on prayer. This familiar story of Martha and Mary is a straightforward retelling of what happened when Jesus stopped at their house. Now, this is not hard to imagine. You're getting ready for company. There are backpacks and shoes everywhere, wet towels on the bathroom floor, there's dog hair everywhere, and the garbage needs to be taken out. But the guest arrived earlier than you expected. You've been cleaning and straightening things up, and your sister has not been helping. This is really annoying. Somebody is doing all the work, and somebody else is not. In our text this morning, Martha is the one doing all the work, and Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet. Jesus has arrived, but apparently there is still more work to be done. So Martha continues to slave away while Mary enjoys the company. Martha has had it, so she went straight to Jesus. Lord, tell her to help me, and don't you even care? 
Now we can understand how Martha's feeling. We don't want to carry the load by ourselves. This is not only true in our homes, our families, and our workplaces. This also happens in the church. And by the way, church doors would close without the Marthas. Jesus responds to Martha by calling her name twice. Martha, Martha. It's a double vocative. Martha, Martha, which shows great concern. This doesn't happen that often in the Bible, Jesus calling people by name, let alone calling people's name two times. There is the time in Luke's gospel in the 22nd chapter that Jesus said to Peter, Simon, in the Last Supper, Simon, Simon, Satan is asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. These are kind words, wise words, words of encouragement. Here in the 10th chapter of Luke's gospel, we hear kind words from Jesus, wise words. These are words of encouragement. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Well, Martha thinks she knows what she needs. She needs someone to help her. But Jesus doesn't offer to help, nor does Jesus send her sister in to help. Rather, Jesus names her real issue, that serious worry and distractions are eating at her. Jesus acknowledges Martha's concerns by affirming her feelings. Martha was being pulled in many directions with much serving and perhaps other family responsibilities and other ministries. Whatever her life history, she was stretched, overstretched. Also, Jesus was a friend of the family, and remember, everything about Jesus' life increased in intensity along the road to Jerusalem. He's preparing for his departure as he calls on his followers to represent him in every sense. So it's likely that Martha is carrying considerable emotional stress caused by many responsibilities, and perhaps she's worried about the future. In this moment of grace, Jesus sees Martha for who she is and cares for her. Jesus then focused on the fact that Mary's choice to follow Jesus is good, the better part, the one thing that is needed. I wonder where we find ourselves in this narrative. Remember, Mary and Martha are sisters. And if we are honest, we are part Martha and part Mary living inside of us, and we need each other. We all have the desire to serve and the desire to worship. We are made that way. But we also carry worries and distractions. 
Do not think you are the only one who has heavy burdens. We all have stuff we are carrying. What if thought bubbles appeared above everyone's head so you could read their thoughts and feelings as you walked by? What would we see above your head? The president and CEO of the Cleveland Clinic experienced a significant moment of awareness a few years ago. At a speaking engagement at Harvard's Business School, someone in the audience told the CEO and also a heart surgeon that her physician's father had chosen the Mayo Clinic over Cleveland Clinic for his own heart surgery. Why? Because Mayo had a reputation for greater communication and empathy with patients. That was in 2005. The CEO's significant moment of awareness was that there is more to quality healthcare than great outcomes. It's about communication and the expression of care and concern at times when they are most needed. In response to this greater awareness, Cleveland Clinic created a series of videos, and I'd like to show you a brief clip of one of them.
what thoughts and feelings appear in the thought bubbles above our heads. Jesus knows our worries and our distractions. Some are serious, even life-threatening. Some are to-do lists, which keep us awake at night. Yet, Jesus wants to be first on the list. Jesus wants us to spend time with him. And as my first grade teacher, who was also my grandmother, said, students, I want your undivided attention. Jesus wants our undivided attention. Our text today beckons us to consider our own Martha Mary issues within us. Are we working and worshiping? Serving and studying the scriptures? Are we ministering with others and finding time to pray? Are we pulling our weight in our own families, communities, and in this church? Or are we overstretched, stressed out, and worrying about many things? We are not that different from the early Christians, from Mary and Martha. Both were followers of Jesus and friends of Jesus. Martha had an encounter with Jesus and a new realization that there is something missing. Underneath all of our serving, all of our good intentions and good deeds, underneath it all, there is a hole, a God-sized hole that can only be filled by, guess what? God. We are not that different from the early Christians. Early church father, St. Augustine, wrote these famous words from the Confessions. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Jesus is saying to Martha and to us, one thing is needed. Jesus puts it this way in Eugene Peterson's The Message in the 11th chapter of Matthew. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What if you and I followed the example of Jesus? He cared about Martha enough to say, Martha, Martha. I care about you. I don't want you to work yourself to death and to worry so much. This home visit to Mary and Martha is a reminder to get our spiritual houses in order. And it's also a charge to us to care for one another, to bear one another's burdens. As a congregation, we are called to encourage one another to grow our faith deeper and reach wider, to study the scriptures and to pray and to care for our neighbors. But we can't be effective unless the God-sized hole is filled in ourselves. I don't know how long Martha had been dealing with these many responsibilities, but I do know that there are seasons in life. We may be taking care of elderly parents, children, working, and trying to maintain a home. 
We may be working two jobs trying to make ends meet. Maybe a child is having a difficult time and it's keeping us awake at night. Life happens. Life can be complicated and sometimes we don't even realize what's happening. I heard this story when I was in seminary about a couple who lived in northwestern Alaska in a place called Kotzebue. In the 1950s, when the couple lived there, a supply ship came only once a year. Since the only food they could get that far north was local game, they got all their food for the whole year on that ship. Meat, canned goods, sugar, flour, some vegetables, and eggs. They froze what they could and hoped the rest kept. The couple liked eggs for breakfast, so every year they ordered a whole year's supply of eggs. Well, you can't freeze eggs, but they keep pretty well if you refrigerate them, which isn't too difficult in Alaska. Still, refrigerated eggs over a year's time change. Every morning, the couple enjoyed their eggs for breakfast, scrambled over easy, fried, sunny side up. They liked their eggs. They didn't notice a change one day to the next as the weeks and months went by. After a year, the boat would come with fresh eggs. They tasted awful. They had become so accustomed to almost rotten eggs one day at a time, they started liking them better than fresh eggs. We fall into patterns of being, habits and routines that compromise our integrity and joy. It can happen slowly. We don't even realize it's happening. Our relationships, health and work habits, even patterns and systems at church and our serving end up snuffing out our joy. We might become bitter, anxious, or think ourselves as victims. Or we might just become comfortable. Our text this morning is a reminder that Jesus cares about us and our lives. We must make healthy choices. Jesus is telling us that spending time with him is good, the better part. The other things are not bad. Martha is not bad. Mary and Martha are disciples and friends of Jesus. But we must be intentional lest our spiritual lives become rotten, bitter, without fruit, and lacking joy. So what are we worrying about this morning? And how should we put into action these words of encouragement from Jesus? A few years ago at the church where my family attended, we had a matriarch and a patriarch, Ruth and Art. They were married for over 60 years, and both have now gone to the church triumphant. Ruth was a mentor to many women in the church, including me. She taught us how to live, how to serve, how to love, how to speak truth, and she was very practical. One of my favorite stories about Ruth is that she confessed that she was still learning how to give God her worries, even in her 80s. She would give God her worries, but she would keep taking them back. So she came up with a tangible way of releasing her worries to God. She called it cookie jar prayers. 
She had a cookie jar on the table, and whenever she was worried about something, she would write it down on a piece of paper and put it in the cookie jar. Then she was not allowed to reach in the cookie jar and take it back. So I tried it. We have an old cookie jar that wasn't being used for cookies. So I put worries in it instead of cookies. What I learned is that a few months later, I looked at the pieces of paper and the majority of them had been resolved one way or another. I had new worries, but the old ones were gone. What if we continue to give our worries to God and let God be God? God wants us to have abundant life, not just going through the motions and eating rotten eggs. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Friends, the thief can have all the worry and distractions. Jesus promises abundant life. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we do thank you for this story of Mary and Martha and for teaching us how to live and to love. Gracious God, guide our hearts, our words, our hands, and our feet that we may be filled with your spirit and share it with others, giving you all the glory. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen.